Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Josue Antonio, uh, hope you're having a great Tuesday. Fired up, focused, and prepared for you. On a Tuesday is where we be. Joe, don't be Kurt, going to join us. Uh, we're going to break it down scientifically with him as Lady Vol Saka is uh, on the way to Nebraska. Also a Georgia preview today. And a lot to talk about. Tennessee basketball balls back in action with Wofford. Over at the Tommy Bowl this evening. And uh, we will have Garza Law, and I will have Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime for that one. Uh, generally, during the early part of the year, I, I don't do these shows try and save myself but uh with the covid virus going through our house i can't in good conscience let either al or bry or matt or anyone uh come into the house and and get themselves sick i'm just not going to do that so i'll be with you tonight which means that today's program is two hours only and that'll be that uh tgmd who will have the floor tomorrow over at tclub.team Hope you're doing well. TGMD, great Tuesday to you, Matt Dixon. How's it going, brother? Well, pretty good, Tone. Good, man. I'm gl- glad you're feeling better, but I guess you've been infected other members of your household. Oh, my gosh. This thing's very catching. So it kind of is what it is. But uh, Matt Dixon, talk to me, brother. We're a couple days past the nuttiness. And um, I don't know. I just can't figure out how or why that happened the other day. I guess that's what makes college football such an interesting deal is the target's always moving. But, man, a couple, couple days later, Matt, what was that now that we saw that? In a lot of ways, it was the, the Florida game all over again, except – to a, against a much better team that you know was able to capitalize more on your mistakes. Uh, I mean, Missouri was just a much better team. There's no other way around it. They were they executed better. They had a much better game plan on both sides of the ball. They dominated the line of scrimmage. You know, there were some chances for Tennessee to to make it a game or, or I mean, really take the lead and in, in start the second half, the end the first half. And that's ultimately where I think you lost the game was 
when, when you had the Jalen Wright fumble there at the end of the first half, and then you know you, even after as bad a first half you played, you could have taken the lead when you came out of the of the locker room, and and you you know have the the weird pitch where you nearly fumble again, and you know at the end you know then then it just got away from you late. I think it was twenty two to seven with like four or five minutes left, and then they tacked on the two. But you you were never really in the game. Um, and had chances to put yourself in position, but just didn't, and just kind of an all systems failure, which is you know really 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 disappointing. Really weird. And I was talking with a couple of my sources regarding at Tennessee regarding Hypel and how they're taking this, you know. And the line I was getting was Hypel looked absolutely horrible yesterday in the complex, like uh, like a guy had seen a ghost, you know. I, I think they're shocked. At what transpired Saturday, I really do. You, you talk about it like a systems failure. It was like a um, almost like their team went on the road and short circuited Matt in every facet. I mean, you, you take the punter off the field, and and what did you do well Saturday? No, you didn't. You didn't do anything. Uh, the run game that you've relied on all year was was pretty much non-existent. Uh, you know, the passing game kind of is what it is at this point. Yeah, the, the, mo- the most disappointing thing is probably the line of scrimmage. You know, I mean, this, yeah. this team's kind of, kind of, they're not going to be great, you know, uh, you know, the offensive line, but, you know, they got, you know, they let Missouri get in the backfield and, and really with a light box and a lot of times with three down linemen, they were able to generate, uh, pressure or, or stuff running lanes. And that just opened everything else up, um, but then the de- the defensive line just got pushed around and or, or ran themselves out of plays. Just you know that that stretch play that that's basically Missouri's go to. You know they they based their entire offense off that, and Tennessee didn't look like they knew how to defend that at all. Like they hadn't, they just they just weren't ready for it, and guys were getting pushed out of out of the way pretty easily. Um, you know, again, overrunning plays, getting out of their lanes, which this team, you know, you, you do, you can do that when you have, you know, pass rushers out there and, that, and that's fine. But that, that happened too much. And it's just the stuff in the secondary we've talked about, the just giving up coverages to a team that was not throwing the ball downfield. I mean, Luther Burton didn't do anything and they still defended Missouri like they were going to get beat over the top the entire game. And that, they never really adjusted from that, so just I don't know, just everything. Just it would, you just gotta, you know. The unfortunate part is you have the best team in the country coming into your place this week. Who's so a gathering storm? You can't really build any momentum. Yeah, they're a gathering storm, and that's the that's right, Matt. It's um, it's difficult for me to see a path where Tennessee stays in Saturday's game right here, Matt. I hate to be that person. I'm not trying to be ugly about it, but not only is it like a talent deficit, but it's it's a little more than that uh, for me at this point. I don't know. I did not like the body language from what I saw from Tennessee. Tennessee looked done Saturday. That's that, and I I'm not saying they quit. I'm just saying that's very concerning to me. You know. Uh, I have a little bit of concerns going forward. Vanderbilt's going to come in t- two weeks off yep. with a, on a bye pretty much. Yep. And they'd love nothing more than to spoil Tennessee 
like really completely turn Tennessee's season into a sour one and just ruin it for everybody by coming in here and spoiling things. So that's that's one thing. I, I'm not concerned that they have a talent advantage. I'm just concerned that they might have more more motivation. Vandy has a you know, Brian, read my list. Tennessee has a better chance of beating Georgia than Vandy that's does exactly of beating right. Tennessee. That's exactly right. A 0% chance. They have a 0% chance of beating Tennessee. You would have to turn the ball over. What would you say, Matt? I was watching an NFL game last night. Boy, I'll tell you what. That kid that plays quarterback for the Bills, I've never seen a talented, a more talented guy do more stupid things on a football field than that dude. That Josh Allen guy is a loser. What a loser that guy is. Good night. How do those poor people in Buffalo, how do they live there? And then how do they watch that guy week in and week out? Good night. At any rate, they'd have to do Josh Allen, Brian, turn the ball over six or seven times, which he he turned it over four last night, so more power to him. Um, So we've got that. Matt, this basketball team is going to be the talk of the deal, aren't they, this year, before it's over. Many of our fans haven't seen the basketball team play yet because it's football season to a lot of people. Um, and that's okay. You know, kind of is what it is. When they get a look at this Dalton Connect guy, you talk about the bell of the ball for, the, for January, February, March. Maybe, dare I say, Matt, into April. Maybe, dare I say, into April. Maybe, dare I say, into April. By the time we get to Phoenix, Matt Dixon's going to be believing. Come with it. I hope you're right. I sure hope you're right. Come with the love. Come with the love. No, I, I, I hope you're right. I would love to see it. Come with the love. So we've got a really, really good team. There's a lot. Some people having the best team in the country right now. So check this out. Watch this. The hoop hypes train is gaining steam. Check this out. Dalton Connect now projected first rounder by both the Athletic, the Athletic, and ESPN. Tennessee, the number one team in America via the Athletic and Andy Katz's power rankings. But other than that, not a lot going on. The Vols are um, they're insane in hoops this year. Matt, best Tennessee basketball team you've seen, yes or no? Uh, I'm not ready to go there. Come on. I mean, they've played like three games, Tony. Brian Hartman, best Tennessee team you've seen? Come on. Come on, Brian. Come on, Bri. Bri, Bri's adjusted let like the athletic. Play, let, let me see him play in Maui and then against North Carolina. Then I might be able to, to gauge that. Are you going to San Francisco? You boys need to get ready for the revolution. In the meantime, Joe Kurt and then some phone calls. We bring it on back. It's all here with you. It's a Tuesday. And we break it down scientifically. Come on back after that. 
This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call mepainfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They're timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. 
The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. I've got my favorite grocer on the line, Mr. Miles Johnson. Miles, how's everybody doing at Foodland today? Oh, we're all doing great. How about yourself? Man, I'm doing fantastic. It's always fun talking to you. You guys always have some amazing deals over there. So uh, what kind of specials are we talking about this week? Well, this week we have two different ads going on. We have the normal Wednesday to Tuesday ad, which includes assorted pork chops, $1.79 a pound, New York strip steaks, $4.99 a pound, five-pound bag russet potatoes, $1.99 each, Domino sugar, two for seven, and Coca-Cola six-packs, three for 12. Wow, some great deals right there. People need to come in and check them out. As always, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m., located right there on West 7th, right near the post office. Well, Miles, thank you. As always, it's a pleasure talking to you. You folks uh, over there at Foodland, have a great day, and uh, we'll talk to you uh, next week. All righty. Thank you. Thank you, Miles. Again, that was Miles Johnson from Foodland. Go check them out for some of those great, great savings. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Bow thy head when you say thy name is the great Joe Kurt now joins us on the program. And uh, I was just telling him while he's while he's uh, practicing this afternoon, I'm going to be celebrating and relaxing and getting out in the sunshine and maybe picking some music. But Tennessee made some sweet music as I bring Joe Kurt in with Xavier in the first round as uh, the Vols get some revenge on a Xavier team that knocked them out last year. And Tennessee moves on. Friday, race fans, race fans, race fans against Nebraska. And uh, Coach Kurt, congratulations on what you guys have accomplished. And I know your journey's not over yet as far as you're concerned. Nope, still, still work to do. Still got some work to do in the Midwest. Talk to me. Tell me about, first of all, your win over Xavier and what went right for you. Yeah, I mean, a good, uh, you know, tough performance uh, up at Xavier on turf and a, in a difficult surface, a uh, pressing team and makes it difficult to play. But we, we defended well, competed really well at a high level and found a way to score, created some really good chances early on and, you know, didn't didn't take them, but uh, found found a way to get a goal at the end and, and a shutout, right? We haven't had many shutouts this year, but um, we've found a way to win a couple games, Vanderbilt being one of them on a one no win and, and certainly an important one you know, up in Cincinnati against Xavier to, to get us through to the second round. So our team competed really, really well and um, dug in, dug their heels in, and uh, our goalkeeper made some plays, our backs made some plays, and, and you know, City, City got a good goal to, to get us through and head to the second round, head to Nebraska. Um, hopefully some good weather there, too. I don't know if it's guitar playing weather, but uh, I don't see snow in the forecast, so that's positive. It's kind of interesting, right? You, you get a chance to go on the road uh, with these deals, and you guys have taken your bumps and bruises this year. Um, how much does that prepare you in terms of the season you've had and then having to go on the road versus the luxury of home? I mean, I think we've, you know, we've done a really good job, performed you know, really well on the road, whether that's at South Carolina. Um, you know, I'd do it 
dude, against Vanderbilt, uh, team's been really good on the road, and we have been for the past two years. So there's a there's a mentality we have. It's part of our goals of uh, in terms of team goals at the beginning of the year, being being dialed in and, and Warriors on the road, and, and they've certainly embodied that this year. Uh, we've got to do a better job of protecting protecting Regal Stadium, certainly um, giving away some games there, but. They're they're not they're not afraid to go on the road and they know they can win on the road and have proven it numerous times. So we're we're certainly not phased by it. I'm just happy to be on honestly to be on grass versus the turf. We don't see turf a whole lot and uh, doesn't really suit our style of play. So we're happy to be on the grass. Well, and the truth is, I don't know why we're doing anything on turf these days. Just from my opinion, but particularly that sport where the ball bounces funny. And I mean, if ever there was a sport meant to be played on grass, it's that sport. Uh, certainly, uh, no argument here. <laughs> no argument here. We could take it to we could take it to FIFA uh, and the NCAA, but I think the NCAA's got other things on their mind right now. Well, you know, the ball hopping around and like I, I watch a lot of that old um, NASL stuff, you know, and with all these world class players who played on our continent at one time, and and it's played on this like turf and the ball's bouncing all over the place and it just it to me it makes the game silly uh it's a different game and and, and it was that on saturday night and you got to manage it you got to you got to deal with it but it's certainly not what suits us but we found a way to get a result um so happy you know happy that we're on grass and it's agreed should uh, should be where the game's played um so we'll, we'll see what happens um obviously we'll be on the longer grass up in the midwest there in, in nebraska but um you know they're they're a tough physical group up there. They're they're hard nosed. They're go to ground a lot. Um, that I don't know if they'd go with dirty, but they're 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 a competitive bunch, and um, they're going to get after us. But that's okay. We've we've, we've dealt with that. And they're going to you know at times get opened up, and we'll, we'll be able to finish too. Uh, take our chances. Do teams do that? Do they do, by the style of the play, which exists you know like in in American football? Sometimes you'll hear coaches say that teams will grow that grass a little longer or do a few things yep. with the grass depending on the team they have. Does that occur in your sport as well? Definitely. When you get up into the north, obviously there's not a lot of Bermuda grass up north uh, this time of year, so uh, it is a little longer, a little thicker, and um, you know the surface is, is good, but the ball travels slower, right? More friction, game's a little slower. you got to overhit balls. Um, it, it definitely impacts the game. Um, from a speed of play standpoint, from a footing standpoint, um, and definitely because the ball's on it all the time, right? It's one thing to be running around on it. It's another thing to be dealing with a, a ball that's on the surface. Um, so I think that's, you know, that's, that's the biggest difference, and, and teams get accustomed to, to what that is. And it, there's an acclimation period, but we'll be, there, um, we'll be there training Thursday and get used to it, and uh, we'll be ready to go. You know, you were talking about Nebraska. I was looking at, just as a pre-run for you jumping on here today, just because I want to sound like I, you know, semi-intelligent anyway, Coach. Um, but they got a 25 goal score. Yep. Wow. Tell yep, me about pretty it. Pretty good. She's she's fast, powerful. Gets the goal. They score a ton of goals off service. They got some dangerous players in the wide area that'll whip balls in the box, and and she does a great job of getting on the end of them. Um, she's a handful um, in terms of running with the ball and. Um, out of midfield, but also gets on the end of service. She's, she's got kind of all all facets covered. So, you know, we got to be conscious of her at all times and aware of her. 
Um, we've got to be, you know, no different than what we did the other night up in Cincinnati. We've got to be good about defending our box and defending crosses, um, and and ideally getting getting players in a space to give us a little cover. You get a first defender, and then you need a second defender. No different than getting a safety over the top, you know, double covering. We got to we got to have that. We got to have that safety at times when uh, when she's running at us because she's obviously proven she's capable of scoring more than once. Just a kid that has a knack of putting it in. Is that sort of the deal? Uh, I mean, she's got that, but she's, you know, it's, it's, there's players like Jada Thomas, obviously, who, who we haven't had all year due to an injury that, that have a knack for finding them, finding good spots in the box and just get on the end of things. And Jada's tremendous at that. Um, Eleanor for Nebraska, she's, she's got a, a bit of both of that. She certainly has the ability to run from midfield. Um, she's athletic, strong, good on the ball vertically. So get in behind you and hold you off, but then is good in the box too, and just her finishing there. But she can score from distance; she can do it all. Um, obviously, to score twenty six goals, you gotta you gotta be versatile and um, find ways to do it than just in in one in one situation. And, and she's got that, so um, she'll be she'll be a good matchup for us. Brian Hartman, jump in here with Joe Kurt, Lady Vols soccer on the road with Nebraska on Friday. Be there. Go ahead, Brian. Uh, two things here. Yeah. Xavier, you they knocked you out last year. Was there some revenge on your girls' mind? And also, if they beat Nebraska, if you were able to beat Nebraska, is the second game, is the next game in Nebraska too? Yeah, I think first, I mean, yeah, we're, we're excited to get, get another opportunity. You don't, you don't always get second chances in life. And um, certainly, you know, I think our, our, our players were uh, excited about the opportunity to go up and, and step into their, their field and, and – and then their season, um, not, you know, and, and they did a great job of that. So I think certainly there was a uh, a mindset and a mentality about um, we owe them and, and came through in a big way uh, to accomplish that. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the format for the NCAAs here is the second and third round games are played at a, a single site. Um, so with UCLA going out as the one seed, um, Probably we're thinking we would have gone to L.A. to play that second and third round game. Um, second round still against Nebraska, but UCLA hosting. So in this case, uh, we'll play Nebraska. Uh, and then the other second round game at Nebraska is uh, Gonzaga and UC Irvine. Uh, so the, the third round or Sweet 16 round will be Sunday uh, in Lincoln. That's wild. Tell me about UCLA losing that Irvine team who has a habit of doing that. UCLA seems like they're feast or famine in your sport. Uh, how big of an upset is that? Well, I mean, you know, you think about in, in March, right, with the men's basketball tournament, how many times does a one uh, lose to a 16 seed um, mm. in a region, mm. right? It's that. Um, obviously, our game's got a little bit uh, a little bit more parity, uh, I feel like. And, but, you know, it's, it's certainly, uh, I think it's only happened one other time. Uh, so it's, it is a rarity uh, in terms of a one seed to go out within a region. And, you know, UC Irvine, Found a way to, to get a result, um, and that's that's our game, right? You got to defend, defend, and, and absorb, and and then look take advantage of opportunities. And they had an opportunity in the eighty seventh minute on a set piece, and the ability to put the ball in the box. And when that happens, you give yourself a chance. Uh, and they and they scored off a header from about twelve yards off the post and went in and won nothing. Uh, moving on to the next round, and UCLA's done after winning the national championship last year. <laughs> so that's the joy of our game. Is that, is that what you More call sadness. that? Yeah, you call that uh, you call that joy. Well, depends who you're talking to. <laughs> as Joe Kurt joins me, and uh, so you guys leave on um, 
Thursday, and you got to get acclimated to the grass and the grounds and all that stuff. I, I like hearing the, the nuances of what you're trying to do there. And then this Nebraska bunch, do they mirror you in the way they want to play? You were talking about how they're a physical team, which you see that in your league. I mean, you see, you see yep. physical athletes. Is it similar? Uh, it's similar. Every, every team brings their own kind of style and what they emphasize and, and what they want to do from you know from their tactics. And uh, Nebraska's you know a little bit a little bit of both. So, you know, you look at Arkansas and what they bring. They're pretty physical and pretty direct. They want to get the ball forward. Nebraska has that, but. In a, in a little bit of a different way, um, you know, uh, Arkansas plays for a lot of dead ball restarts and, and getting balls, putting you in situations where they get a long throw or a corner kick. And Nebraska has some of those same same things, but they're also capable of doing it to run a play and, and getting the ball forward. So, um, you know, subtle differences, but it's nothing that we we haven't seen or dealt with throughout the course of the year with when with any of our our non conference schedule or certainly the schedule within the league. You know, the uh, Number one ranked league. Finally, um, been bouncing around the top three, but this year we have the the highest RPI in the country with the number one RPI as a conference. So our league continues to get better and better. So you know whatever we see in the tournament, um, the NCAA tournament, we've probably seen in the league. So we're you know we're ready for it. Still you know still got to prepare for each opponent a little differently, but um, we'll be ready. Joe Kurt, you're the man. Well, now will we be able to see this on uh, ESPN Plus? Do you know? I would, I would imagine. Uh, I haven't talked to the, the uh, strategic communications department over here to see what we're doing, but uh, I've been more watching past film than future film. But gotcha. I, I would believe, I would believe it's an ESPN Plus option. Um, otherwise, it'd be I don't know. A Big Ten Network would carry it with Nebraska being being the host. But I would, I would think ESPN Plus is is the way to go. I hope you have a great one, brother. Our our Appreciate best, it. you. Best of luck to you, man. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Give me the opportunity to say hello and uh, enjoy the afternoon on the guitar. You got it, my friend. The great Joe Kurt, one more time, because I'll be in here doing Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime. And I want you to think I'm slacking, because um, that's certainly not me. But uh, at any rate, Joe Kurt, Lady Vol soccer. Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff, Brian. That's a good sport, you know, man. Uh, that's a good sport when you get to this time of the year. It's a really, really good sport. They they dig deep now. Yeah, I like I like soccer in the single elimination format type, and I think Tennessee might have been one of the last teams to get in based on the seeding because they had to. I mean, they in essence were a thirteen seed playing a four seed on the road, so a power conference team that's a thirteen. If it's men's basketball, that's that's like the last team in type stuff. You're in, you know, you're in the playing game. So hopefully they can keep it going. It sounds like it'd be a great story if they if they can win a couple more games. Well, and I was telling him, which, you which know, they could do. They they had like. gotten beat, kind of beaten up and bloody this year, and took their losses. And sometimes, you know, teams like his, once you get through a season like that, you're you're kind of alive at the end. Teams like that are dangerous. And it doesn't matter what the sport, but. Let's go ahead and go back to the phones. 865-200-5402. Brian, did you watch any of that Monday night game last night? Because this Josh Allen guy, I've never seen a guy more bizarre than him. That dude is a bizarre yeah, I saw, football player. Uh, I saw a good, a good chunk of it, yes. 
What is up with him, yeah, that Ryan? Is, that that handoff at well, midfield where he can't even that deliver. That team looks like it's just lost to me. I mean, that, that team is not what they were two or three years ago. They've definitely taken a step back. They're five and five. I think if they, I think they'd be out of the playoffs if they began right now. Yeah, they are out of the playoffs. The Cleveland Clowns are ahead of them for crying out loud. Yeah, that's um, you know they thought they were thought to be contenders for years to come with him. So it is kind of a surprise that they've taken that step back. Joe Kurt appears on the TLD Logistics Hotline online tldlogistics.com. Boom. It's absolutely outstanding. Matt Dixon's in the house. He's filing his full report for the morning on what was a disgraceful, and I mean a disgraceful weekend at Missouri. Just an absolute, total, complete disgrace. Back to the phones we go. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome in. You are live on the Tuesday edition. Hi, Tony. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah, go right ahead. Yeah, this is Eagle. I'm actually calling from London. Oh, man, it's great to have you. Beautiful London, huh? Worldwide, baby. All Worldwide. Right. Tony, Tony, I'm jacked. I am jacked to the T. After this game this past weekend, I got to say, watching it, spending time to watch this, this team, this staff, expected to walk into Missouri and hit drink dork in the mouth like we always do. I don't think they really realized this game, what it meant for Dorkwitz. This was a big game for him. It was huge. Losing four in a row to Heupel was a price that he knew he couldn't pay. Dorkwitz pushed all his chips in on this game. He had to. Otherwise, he starts to that, that that program really in optically starts to slip into the mire with South Carolina, Kentucky, Mississippi State, that middle ground. He could not afford to lose that game. They underestimated this team. This team, for some reason, believes it's still living off the success from last year. Yes. I think some of that's been gamesmanship by Heupel, knowing that he's limited. A lot of smoke and mirrors. He knows what he's limited by with it, you know, with, with um, Milton. Uh, Milton. Which, you know, I like Milton. He's great, but he's limited, and he's only got so many tools to work with. Two things I key in on this game and other games, and this team is game planning, particularly on defense. And I'm not going to be the first one to say this, but watching the other games, I don't know how many other games you watch in the SEC. I try to watch as many as I possibly can. Watching Florida and now Mississippi, why can Tennessee's defensive staff not figure out how to walk and chew gum like other teams have done so how take you back florida they really have two playmakers really in etienne and pearsall and folks with any sort of brain on defense have, have figured that out very quickly yes drape two guys on both of them taking them out of the equation that's all lsu did they had somebody in their back pocket spying them or running them out of the backfield on them the entire game. And it's been game over. The dynamic was completely shut down. And by the way, that's a dreadful LSU defense, a dreadful secondary, a dreadful, just a dreadful defensive football team that did that in the second half. Leave it in the decision-making of a not really good, mediocre quarterback, and you, you take the dynamic away. What does Tennessee do from everything? This is bad. I went back and read some of the takeaways from that game. Yeah. And 
two or three of the, the takeaways that from interviewing our staff was we were confused or caught off guard by the alignments and the shifts at the, at the line of scrimmage. Are you serious? So going in motion at the line is perplexing to this defensive coordinating staff at this level. And Missouri, in the meat of the game, wasn't really dynamic either. They kept it pretty simple. They kept going to Schrader, handing it off to him and passing to him. It's just daring Tennessee to stop it, and we either ignored it, that dare, or just simply, stubbornly, just would not adjust to it. If our defense in zone, you know, uh, given our ineptness and our lack of speed, for average quarterbacks that can move and don't get greedy, just the, the, the holes open up. And for guys that have shown they know how to handle pressure and just make some different reads, we get killed. Our defensive effort in both those games was just a retreaded strategy, try to rough off the edge and go wide zone and hedge in the secondary, and we got chewed to pieces. And the toughness on the line has to be in question, obviously, but there's nearly no man adjustments or choosing to shift. There was nothing. Any guys that really gave them either – both games gave them 90% of their production. Tennessee does nothing. It just sticks to what it's doing – and it's, it's feet stay in the mud. I'll, 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 I'll say this. I know I've gone on a long time. I told you I was jacked. If I am, if I am hypo, there is no way on earth that I go into the bowl season, that second signing season, or the transfer portal season and just resign my fa- myself to the fact that, that I have a $1 million a year plus kid on, sitting on the bench at quarterback and just say, okay, next year we're going to put the band back together again. It should be fine. There's no way I allow either my defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator not to have a hard-coded game plan in place to either develop or recruit over guys so that we have ones and twos ready to hit the field game one next year. No way I allow any coordinator to say, yeah, we're sort of buttoning things up. I'm all good here. There's no way. There's no way I go into next year and I don't have three ones or probably twos in the mix on offensive linemen. There's no way I don't have one or two wide receivers that are ready to go maybe one with the ones or another with the twos. There's no way I don't pop the transfer portal for two, if not three, guys in the secondary. And if there's anything less than that, I know you're resigned to just trying to piece this thing back together again. And you're risking blowing what you've spent on Nego. You've blown it. You've blown it. That is sort of, you know, like like the Super Bowl strategy for L.A., they simply said we've got three years to put this thing together and we want to be in that Super Bowl that year, and this whole thing is built around a three-year blow-up plan. We win that year. And that's what you have to do. You have Nico for two more years. And that's it. And if you're not game planning to be in the walk, the end of next year, going to the year, the full year starting two for him, you're a total idiot. I love the passion from England. Matt Dixon, jump in here. What do you think of some of the points this gentleman has raised? Because it's been rapid fire from him. He came in here hot. I'm hot. Yeah. Um, I guess the the first one would be the – about how much it meant to Missouri. I mean, the guy had gotten blown out by Tennessee three years in a row. The first one was even by Pruitt. So, and then the, the back-to-back 60. So I, and I, I think Missouri was much more prepared. 
Uh, obviously, they had much better game plans, and, and I think there's a lot of truth in that. Uh, and then Tennessee, for whatever reason, it seemed like maybe overlooked this game, um, despite really having two weeks to get ready for it. Um, the stuff about um, the, all the, the defensive stuff and, and going to the portal, I mean, you just need as, as many you know quality players as you can get. Um, whether they're developing on your own roster or going and getting them in the off season, uh, you know, I, I think you have to do that. If if you don't, you're you just kind of neglect your program. So I I think that's a, you bring up a whole lot of good points. So I'm I'm just surprised somebody from England. I guess you have to have your passion if you're going to follow it this closely. Well, the thing about the thing about um, the secondary too that you bring up is. I've been told that they've got some quality youngsters, and we've seen a couple. But they really love that signing class they just had. I just think it's strange that they can't introduce those guys as the year has gone along. But the book on Martinez and also Banks is that they love veteran players. So, uh, you know, I, I'll be surprised if uh, they don't try to get a couple of those seniors back next year, like a Warren Burrell. How about that, Matt? Let's do another world tour. What do you think? Keep him around. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me at no. this point. No, I these mean, guys are love, married to these dudes. Guys. They're married to them now. They are married to them. The other thing that's interesting about the portal, and it's going to be a mad scramble for players, is that the Optically, it appears that the portal is going to be you go into the portal and then people fight over you. When in reality, most times you go into the portal, you already have a deal with somebody else. Now, maybe you can call and shake somebody, but all these moves are being made covertly. There's no such thing as tampering. So, for instance, say you're involved with an offensive lineman from, I don't know, I'm going to pick a school out here, Alabama, Birmingham. Okay. and you see somebody very good there and you want to add them and you think they can help you in the Southeastern Conference, you'll make a deal with that kid. Say, hey, you go into the portal, uh, which opens up as soon as the championship games are played on that Monday and for 30 days. That's, that's the window. And so um, you'll pull that. That kid goes in, and then he comes right out. And, and I'm really hoping, to to your point, sir, that they realize the gravity of the opportunity here and that they get super aggressive in the portal because they're going to need that next season with this football team. I just, Tony, uh, can you still hear me? Yeah. Go back and watch the game. That game is all over the face of Schrader. That guy came to kick ass. Yes, sir. And he was not, I mean, you could almost see the tears blowing out of that kid's eyes, just yep. wanting to hit somebody and take somebody down. I, you know, you know, it's it's all about the Jimmys and Joes and the speeds, but at the end of the day, when you see, I just, ne- you know, I, I, I hate to do this, but I had to kind of tank on my, my opinion of this team, but there's way too many smiles on that sideline. Oh, it's unbelievable. When that, you see this... motivation yeah. and the momentum slipping away, um, when I was at school there, I just couldn't imagine smiling in front of Shazan Bradley on the sideline. Oh, no. Uh, well, that listen, guy would kill you. 
I appreciate you. I thank you. I, I think that that is a major issue. I think that quarterback over there yucking it up and laughing when you're getting beat, that just doesn't work. just doesn't. And as a head coach, you know, well, whatever, I don't know. People say, well, Heupel's too nice. Or, what are you supposed to do? You can change somebody's personality. You either have that kind of thing in you where you hate losing or you don't. You know, I uh, have a hypothetical situation. Looking at Jalen Hyatt play for the Giants, yeah, he must feel like he's back with Jeremy Pruitt again. That is a really difficult. I wonder if he has any, because he was only a third-round pick. He could have shot himself into the first round if he comes back and plays another year. And he could have probably gotten Joe Milton drafted if they have a good solid year together. And I don't think they lose to Florida. And do I don't think, think they lose by 28 That's last going. Saturday. If, if Jalen Hyatt would have come back, Matt, what would it have looked like? Any different? Yeah, I mean, I, you definitely have a, a more vertical passing game, and you may, probably wouldn't have had some of the the struggles to begin the year. Um, but, I, I mean, I don't know. He, he wasn't going to come close to replicating what he did last year. Um and it, you know, in a, in a way, you could see his production going down kind of significantly, just because teams would key on him, um, and and just your quarterback might not be able to get him the ball in space like like Hendon Hooker did. But I mean, he he obviously would have helped, but I'm, I don't know how big of an impact he would have made. Um, I mean, I, I mean, he obviously it would have helped, but you know, he was ne- he was never coming back. And when you have that kind of year, I mean, that's a arguably the best season by a receiver in program history. Back to the phones we go. TLD Logistics hot, uh, Hotlines, phone line. Hello, welcome in. How you doing, Tony? Hey, Billy. Uh, you licking your bumps, Billy, after... Uh, are you licking your bumps and pretty sad after what that Titan performance was over the weekend? Yes, I am. I'm very disappointed in our football team. And I tell you something, Tony... You finally made me wake up and smell the coffee while it's brewing in the pot. We are not a good, the Titans are not a good football team. And I'll tell you, one thing I heard when I was reading my little newspaper was on the Titans wire. There could be a possibility that Frable could be on the hot seat. Some are saying that Vrabel could be a candidate in New England next year. Brian, do you buy that? Or you think New England yes, goes after somebody I do. bigger? I do buy that. I think he's won enough to where he would be seen as someone who would be a perfect fit for that culture up there. And he's won just enough to where some would like to hire. I find Mike Vrabel to be a tremendous NFL uh, football coach. So but, I think he's a real asset. To the Titans, I think they've done him wrong in the Department of Player Personnel. One, one awful decision after another, including that AJ Brown thing, which I continue to laugh at. I mean, I and I said it when I was on the air here. I was like, "Why don't we just give the Eagles a Super Bowl appearance? Why don't we just flip the force of nature? Who who does that?" And, and his face, that night, that, that look on his face is part and parcel of what he's been through there. 
If I were him and I had an opportunity to go to New England, even though New England's kind of bottomed their deal out, I'd go in a heartbeat if I were him. Wouldn't you, Bry? Wouldn't you get out of there in a heartbeat from what they've yeah, found him think, with? I, I think that'd be a good option for him yep. at this point. Are you tired of him, Bill? Are you tired of looking at Vrabel? No, I'm not tired of him. It's, it's just to the fact it's it's, it's strictly that the team, and also some of the members of the coaching staff. Oh. And I really, and I probably, it's also the offensive coordinator. The whole, you know, the whole team, the whole team right now sucks. Defensively, offensively. The whole, the whole kitten caboodle. Tony. They've missed old Artie Long Smith. They've missed him, no doubt about it. Old Artie Long yeah. Smith, yep. Yeah. Now, there's okay. someone in the hot seat. Artie right Smith? Now. Yeah. <sighs> okay, on another that's not note. not working at all. No, that's not working, not even a little bit. Okay, on another note, Tony, I, this is breaking news that I got on my little newspaper, which is uh, off the app on my cell phone. A member of the Jacksonville Jaguars got uh, busted for domestic violence. Who does? Jose Jones. What? That's uh-huh. terrible. That's they terrible. have been out with an injury for the last month or so, so that uh, that doesn't sound like he'll be returning this year. Is that Zay Jones from Florida State, Brian? Uh, no, I think Zay's from East Carolina, maybe. Okay. Yeah, he's he was there last year. He was a good player for them last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Toward the end of the season. Billy, you need to get on that Detroit Lion bandwagon. No I'm, way. I'm telling no you way. right now, they have a shot to come out of the NFC, big boy. Yeah, that's true. Okay, on, on another note, Tony, um, you know, I, I, I've been seeing where Michigan may be getting out of the Big Ten, and I would say Greg what? Sankey. What? That's no, the that's never that happened. I heard. That's the rumor that I heard. Well, you need to check your little Apple device and read your little sports page because, brother, that ain't that is a, there's a zero percent chance that happens. Yeah. Well, they're they 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 just it just may happen if it does. Greg Sankey, use your head for something besides a hat rack. Bill, thank you. I mean, my God, I. I, I yeah, his head's probably telling him. Let's get his next call <laughs> in. Hello, hello, and welcome. You're you're live on a Tuesday edition. Hi. Boy, that was time well spent, wasn't it, Phil? Well, he's just now figuring out the Oilers are, you know, are one of the worst teams in the NFL. Philly, when they rocked those Oilers jerseys several weeks ago, that's one of the greatest looks in the history of sport. And we oh, and, they're beautiful. They're no ah, and they it. throw them away for that rollerball uniform they wear now. That looks like something you wear on Halloween, what they're wearing now. You know? Oh, it's unbelievable. How many shades of blue? It's like spin art. How many shades of blue can you throw on a wall? <laughs> he did. The last point he made, though, I've heard that point myself, Tony, from a couple of Michigan fans. Uh, so it is out there. They, what? They've been mistreated by the Big Ten, and uh, if it goes through and he gets uh, suspended, then they're going to... Pursue getting out of the Big Ten. That's the rumor. What? <laughs> what? 
the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I love modern college football. I guess, Dixon, I guess the one lesson we've learned through all this, Matt, is you can never say never to this idiotic nonsense that goes on in college football or college sports. No, that's 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 the truth. But I mean, I'm sure Michigan is upset with the Big Ten after what all they did with Harbaugh and kind of doing it, you know, quickly, you know, right on a Friday and whatever. I'm sure, I'm sure they're upset about it. But I mean, obviously, not enough to leave the hey, league. Hey, Philly, I they, like these they Michigan. Threaten, I'm sure they could threaten it at least. That, that, at yeah, least that's, that's what fun. it is. I like these I've Michigan fans, Philly, that act like he didn't know. And then this dude that coaches over at Charlotte, who was in the financial sector. Who Harbaugh gave a seat at his table, and God knows why. I don't know if you all have seen that guy, but he wears like cut off, like a cut off hoodie. He looks like a really hideous looking version of Bill Belichick, the guy that coaches at. Uh, not that I'm any like prom queen or anything, or prom king or whatever I'm going for, but uh, uh, he said the other day, "I can promise you." I can promise you Jim Harbaugh had no idea that Connor Stallions was doing that. I'm like, sure. How could these Michigan yeah. people with a straight face sit there and claim, Phil, that the guy didn't know what he was, was going on? I mean, come on. They know better than that, Phil. Well, it's just like, uh, you know, uh, the stuff that went on over here for just a couple of years ago, nobody knew what was going on either. Well, it, that would, but the problem with Michigan people is if they did that, they would have to admit they're like the rest of the world. And guess what? They gonna, are like the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah they're not going to admit it, though. They're not above it, Phil. They're not. Yeah. And we're Michigan yeah. man. Who the hell cares you're a Michigan man? Don't I just now recover from uh, Saturday? I mean, I really was surprised when you have uh, – uh, as mediocre quarterback plays we have, and they have a, a quarterback who can extend plays, and then we let somebody that's uh, never heard of make a NCAA record receiving and rushing. I mean, it's it's going to be a long day. Well, and you know what else, Phil? If you play the way you played defensively against Georgia – to the living Vol fan right now, going to the game, make your plans for the second half because that will be a 30-minute football game, and that thing will be absolutely over at halftime. If we come out and play the way we did, that passive style of play, that uh, zone stuff that we're, like Matt said, back going back to that Florida game, we're terrible at it. Not only are we not good at it, Dixon, what do you think? Why do you think Banks and them decided midstream after early in the year racking up all those TFL numbers and all that stuff they did, all that good work? Matt, why did they decide to go into a defensive shell and start playing the way they are? What, what do you think led to that? Probably Kamal Haddon's injury, and then I guess the, the pass rush hasn't been getting home as much here the last month or so. Um, as it did early in the year, I think all that, uh, and then specifically Missouri, they have an explosive passing game when they're healthy, but they obviously weren't healthy. But I think Tennessee was just worried about getting beat deep and giving up, you know, explosive plays a little too much. But I, I mean, it, it clearly doesn't work. And when you have an offense that struggles to score, 
and needs to be on the field. And when you're, you know, everything gets thrown out of rhythm when your offense is, you know, basically takes a quarter off to start a game. You can't afford for your defense to be out there for, you know, 20 play drives, 10 play drives. And I don't, you know, I, I don't know. They, 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 that was just a bad miscalculation on Saturday. And Philly, the thing I can't figure out for the life of me is the way they've handled or mishandled, depending on how you want to phrase that, this whole Nico thing. Yeah. You mean tell me they didn't put him in the game last four after Milton threw that interception? Yeah, I agree with you. Doesn't make any sense. Well, you know, best case scenario, we're going to get beat by Georgia anyway, and if we're beat at halftime, Nico needs to play the rest of the year and Milton sit on the bench. Because you've got to play for next year now. Well, you are playing for next year, yeah, at some point, yeah. And you'll beat Vandy because Vandy's horrible. Uh, you get go eight and four, and, and Nico can win you a bowl game and can hype it up for the next year. I mean, I mean, it's possible if Milton plays the rest of the year that we'll barely beat Vandy and we'll struggle in a bowl game. It's possible. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's possible. That Vanderbilt team, Phil. It is. Phil. Phil, that Vanderbilt team, you got turned over five or six times for them to be in a game. They scored 21 on Missouri. Oh, they're so bad, Phil. Well, we're not too good right now. We look like, uh, you know what? Well, it's, re- it's recency bias, so. Well, Remember, we're a few weeks we're removed. Just... We're a few, few weeks removed, Phil, from that first half against Alabama where we were on top of the world. Yeah, but it's been it's been on a downward trend ever since. See you. There are no question. That's true. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. The Bills have relieved offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey of his duties. Joe Brady, who I think was the guy at LSU that year with Burrow, that's Joe will Brady. take over as interim offensive coordinator. Wow, these guys just these guys just in that profession. Hmm. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Matt, I'm going to ask you on the other side because people are focusing on this now, and that's fine. What should Nico's role be, if any, going forward? And what should the strategy be with him as we hit hour two? Also, we are going to visit and, and get an update on this Georgia bunch who, I mean, I hate to say it, because they're disgusting, but they are an absolute, complete and total, complete and total gathering storm. I mean, they, they're peaking. Matt, am I seeing things, or are they playing their best football of the year by far right now? They're smoked through these three hard games. They're smoking it. Yeah, they're definitely getting better. Figuring some things out, getting healthy. Uh, yeah, they're, they're. I think they're playing as well as any team in the country for sure. And they've grown that quarterback. See, they had the luxury of having that roster and that schedule where they could just take him. We talked at the early part of the year. I mean, they they basically have a schedule where. The Southeastern Conference is so weak this year, and it, the Southeastern Conference is pretty weak this year. It just is. Tennessee's kind of indicative of what's in the league this year. 
There's a couple very good teams. And Alabama was given the luxury of growing a quarterback on the job, just like Georgia. And in years past, you don't get that chance because it's more unforgiving. It's more difficult. But we'll come back on the other side. we got an hour to play and then um, get out of here because tonight, as soon as Tennessee and Wofford go final, I'll be back in here. Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime. and Goodness knows you don't want me to burn out, do you? Hour two after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons and we run his dealership and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. 
My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Neusen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Ho, ho, ho. Hello, everyone. It's Santa here. Christmas is a magical time. From the songs that we sing to the cookies that we'll eat, it's a time of celebration. So why don't you come and let's start the season with singing and cookies with me, Santa and Mrs. Claus, at Once Upon a Christmas at Christchurch, Columbia, at 707 Lion Parkway. That's November 17th and 18th, starting at 6 p.m. You can have your picture taken with us, Mrs. Claus and I, and we'll eat a cookie too, as well as learn the history of St. Nicholas. So come out and enjoy an evening of fun and help support Crossroads to Home and Combat Vets Motorcycle Association. That's Once Upon a Christmas at Christchurch, Columbia at 707 Lion Parkway here in Columbia. You can call 931-540-0898 for information. That's 931-540-0898. Built to win. Touchdown, Alabama! Built for championships. Throws intercepted, Alabama! Built by Bama. Alabama is still Alabama. The Crimson Tide play here. Join us Saturday as the Crimson Tide take on the Chattanooga Mocs. Our coverage begins at 8 a.m. on your home for Alabama football. The Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you. 865-200-5402. We were having a discussion during our time out here, and one of the things we were talking about, which I'll, I'll, I'll bring up here, you know, Joe Milton gets a lion's share of the blame, and I don't know whether that's rightfully so. Quarterbacks get too much credit when you win and probably too much blame when it's not going well. But I wonder, my thought is, when you look at next year's roster, how many of the wide receivers there, and Matt, I'll throw this to you and then we'll go to the phones. How many of the wide receivers on the current roster do you look at and go, man, that's that's a guy when the Nico era begins, that, that guy's going to be a breakout next year or even a contributor because that has been a rather underwhelming uh, group thus far this year. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I, I think it has. Um, obviously, Squirrel, Squirrel White would be would be one. Um, Dante Thornton um, would be another if he if he comes back and and is and is healthy. Um, I mean, C- Caleb Webb and, and Nimrod have have played some this year, and I think those guys can be at worst kind of rotational guys. Um, maybe one of them can, you know, like that could be a starter for you. 
um, on the outside that, you know, they, those guys just have to get stronger and be able to play, you know, the physicality in this league. But outside of that, I mean, you know, I think you had a couple of nice signees that, you know, or I guess they're red shirting, uh, the freshmen, but I mean, there's not, not a ton besides score light. And of course he's just kind of limited to the slot. Now he's yes. a nice, a really nice playmaker, but at the end of the day, he is just a slot receiver and not one of those outside guys. And as we've seen, the outside guys in this deal are the ones that are going to do the damage. Thornton the other day made an incredible, an incredible adjustment on a ball. I mean, in freaking sane play. Now, obviously, with Tennessee's lone highlight touchdown, but it's an incredible play. That, that is so apropos that the minute he catches the ball, he's sitting there pointing at his knee, and he's just writhing in pain on the ground. And by the way, kudos to Gary Danielson and Brad Nessler for being right on that call and seeing that the guy was just laying there in total pain. Those two guys, frickin' frack, man. I'm really going to miss them. <laughs> This is our last exposure to those two morons. Hello and welcome. You need need like a hazmat suit of normalcy to uh, avoid getting into their silliness and their laughing at their own stupid jokes. And good night, Almighty. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey Tony, this is Nathan Chattanooga. How are you? Hey Nathan Chattanooga, welcome in. Hey sir. Um, so realistically. If we take care of business with Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not. I think we all know Georgia's a, a real long stretch. So we would be an eight and four, right? Yes. You know, I mean, I think we can be thankful that we're not in some of the positions that we've been in over the last decade. You know, it's it's not what we want, and I think that it's. Uh, it's very frustrating that we all know that we should have at minimum, you know, a nine and four record this year. Um, I think it, one thing that's a little concerning to me is that we have not played well against anybody of an elite caliber. Yes. Um, if you really look at Josh Heupel's tenure outside of, you know, Alabama, which obviously was a fantastic game, um, they really put, but they took us to the wire. They put a ton of points on us, and we was just back and forth, you know, it was just scoring all night long. And maybe that LSU team, but outside of that, when we've had games that we've dominated, um, they've been against lesser talent overall or historically less talented programs. Is that right? Uh, well, I mean, I, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah, but but, but at, the, at the same token, from where we came from, I mean, I am thankful for Josh Heupel being here. It's a lot. It's been a lot. It's a lot. A lot of fun compared to where we've been. You darn straight, man. I mean, that needs to be you said. Know, Obviously, we're all I mad mean, after this thing, and 
The other yeah. thing, Nate, that people talk about is, well, you make $10 million. Look, I got news for you. Every one of these jokers is making $10 million, whether they deserve it or not. Every one of these freaking jokers is making $10 million. And by the way, that he's making $10 million doesn't mean that you're going to um, – it does not mean that you're going to win football games. No. You know, and, and it's so incredibly hard to win football games. Yes. Um, and, you know, and, and to win eight of them this year and do what we did, you know, I think that's something that, I mean, I, I know that I'm – like I said, I'm just happy not to be living in total misery during exactly. the season where I, can even, where I can even watch college football, period. Well, this could you be – we're, we're mean, coming up on the anniversary of the day that I called Matt, Wednesday before Thanksgiving, a week from – it was a week ago, what, four years ago, when I said, Matt, you're not going to believe this, but they just, they just raided Jeremy Pruitt's office, and they're doing a forensic accounting of everything going over there, and they're doing a sweep of his office. And, Matt, your reaction to me that day was what? You and I just sat there. We were like, do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I told you he was a dead gump walking. <laughs> so once, once that starts, you're done. I mean, we, I mean, we all know what goes on in these programs and with how sloppy those guys were and, you know, the, the intelligence level of, of Pruitt and some of those staffers that you, you knew they were going to find enough to – to, to do something about it that you know that you don't just accidentally go in and do stuff like that for fun and the other I mean, thing matt said is how much can one fan base take you know because we we, yeah. we really needed stability out of the pro at former deal and what we got was just unfettered but, turbulence like never before chaos chaos they didn't need stability but those guys though that wasn't gonna work to be to provide stability but the remarkable thing is that pruitt left this coach, some pretty good football players. That's sort of the remarkable thing about it. And he went out well, and won with he won with those players. Now, now he's got to go win with his players. That's that's going to be the the tale here. Well, and, th- and that's his responsibility to go out and recruit the players that he needs, yep. and to have the co- and to have the coaching staff yep. that he needs in order to develop them. Because yep. I, I I know that a lot of people. You know, throw um, the defensive Martinez under the bus, and, and I. But I think he deserves. If we don't have some type of staff shakeup, that's going to be concerning to me. Because, yeah, uh, the the Martinez guy may only be able to coach what he has, but by God, it's also his responsibility to go out and be able to get guys in here that can compete in the Southeastern Conference. You know, and, and we've got to be able to recruit guys in the secondary. We have not had anyone elite in our secondary since Eric Berry, really. I know there was the one kid that played under Butch Jones, cornerback. I can't think of his name now. But we've struggled Damn in the sudden. secondary with having serviceable people for years. Everybody does, Nathan. It's, a, it's yeah. an offensive game. You know, everybody yeah. struggles in their secondary. But the Alante thing, Taylor was pretty good. The thing that Tennessee doesn't do, and Nate, I appreciate you. Thank you. The thing that Tennessee's not doing this year, in some of these games anyway, that they were was not breaking in the red zone. We're, we're, like Matt was saying the other night on that on Garzalaw fifth quarter fan reaction, all of a sudden teams are finding pay dirt on you, and that's when it's over. 
that's when your schemes are not working. You know, when, when you hear your head coach stand up there and say that structurally they did things, basically we weren't prepared for. I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but that's what he said. That's not good. Breaking news from Adam Sparks, Knoxville News Sentinel. Vol Center Cooper Mays asked if this is his last Tennessee-Georgia game. He has a year of eligibility remaining, says the following. I'm not sure. What's that mean to you, Matt Dixon? I'm not sure. Uh, he'll probably weigh his options after the season, and you know he might might maybe even declare for the draft at, at some point and see, you know, what a draft grade he gets, and then you know what, you know, potential NIL deals are available. Um, so I, you know, I, I think he'll he'll if, if he can, he'll probably go pro. But if if not, I think there's a a decent chance that he he comes back, which would be huge. As, as we saw the first couple of games, uh, what the offensive line looked like when he wasn't out there. Yeah, I, I get the sense that, you know, a guy like him, what more does he need to prove at this level? Like, what, what, what would another year here benefit him if his goal is to be an NFL football player? He's not going to make himself bigger. I don't over think he over would overnight, be much higher next year than he would be. This and, and so that's the point. He's not going to make himself bigger. He's going to be seen as the same type of prospect at that level, regardless of the season he has next year. People say, "Well, are you trying to talk him out of here?" No, I'm just I'm stating facts. But to Matt's point, you know, you get out there, you they they have this apparatus in pra- place now for these guys. Which again makes the it makes the way the calendar falls makes no sense to me in college football. Shouldn't the portal be after signing day when you get a sense of your roster, what you have, what you don't have, who has declared, who's in the draft? You see what I'm saying, Matt? Why would a Tennessee have to make a decision on this guy's up in the air, right? Okay. Why would I have to decide? Any staff around the country, how do you do that? Because i got to go get a center for next year. Isn't that stupid, Matt, the way it's laid out? I mean, just idiotic. Oh, it's, yeah, it's all bundled up there in like a two- or three-month period there, you know, starting in December. And... I mean, I don't know how coaches navigate it. It's, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's just such a mess, and you just gotta gotta have open communication with your players, whether they're they're coming or going, or what their what their thought process is, and, and what you need to to kind of game plan for it. And especially a position like center, which is a you know a developmental position where it's not necessarily just next man up like like some other positions you know are. I mean, you you've got to have a, a dependable center, um, and and somebody that that you feel comfortable with. Uh, so it's I don't know it's it's crazy what all the coaches have to and they have to manage so much more now than just you know coaching a football team. You have to I mean you got to recruit your own roster every year and 
you know, navigate the portal and then with the high school recruiting and all, and it's just all bunched together and it's just kind of silly. Brian, what time uh, is tonight's game tip off? Eastern time. 6.30. 6.30 Eastern time tip. All right, yeah. if you're listening to, listening to me right now and you want to go to tonight's game, my man Kevin Ramsey over at Advent Electric. It's electric. Kevin Ramsey over at Advent Electric's got some tickets to tonight's game if you want to go. Now I'm going to give his number out. He tells me that a random person that texts him, a random person that texts him is going to get the tickets. We can do that now with these uh, e-tickets. Kevin's number is 865. We'll give you a second to uh, grab a pen. Put it in your phone. It's 865-621. Again, this is riveting radio. Eight, probably Baron Titans Bulls call. 865. Well, I know it's Baron Titans Bulls call. 865 Six two one. I mean, I could have right now a reprobate on the line screaming "Lane Train Cinco" at me. So eight six five six two one five five. I mean, we could have that, Brian. Game there, babe. What about the? What about Knox Browns Bowls, Leo? Eight six five six two one five five. One zero eight six five six two one five five one zero. Kevin Ramsey. Eight six one six two one five five one zero. Text Kev. Tell me you want the tickets. Eight six five six two one five five one zero. We were just talking about Cooper Mays. The Tennessee offensive line is a semifinalist for the Joe Moore Award, which is given to the top line in the top OL unit in college football. What an awful week to announce that. <laughs> Joe Moore Award. Whatever that, I never heard of the Joe Moore Award. Back to the phones we is. go. I love Joe Moore. More, more, more. Hello and welcome into our next call. Tell us what's going on, Tony B. Yo, licking your bumps, man. Licking your bumps. Tony <laughs> B. I'm licking my bumps. Yeah, licking your bumps. Okay. You got hammered over to... Okay, last time I checked, y'all got hammered oh over the God. weekend. Uh, see, and, and you always want to come at me. I, I, I was just calling and say, hey. Hey. You always want to come at me. Well, I, great. Let's I, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's try this again. I'm sorry. I'm letting my uh, illness and my ramminess get the best of me. So that's Kevin's number. If you want to go to the game again tonight, uh, 865-621-5510. He's got free tickets. Let's go ahead and go back to the phones on our TLD Logistics phone line. Hello and welcome in. What's going on, fellas? Hey, man. Great to talk to you. Hank the Bank. How you doing, buddy? Good to hear your voice, man. Yeah, that was a good duo, Tony B. I'm sorry you've been dealing a little ill this I heard because I didn't hear you last week. Good to hear your voice. Always good to hear your voice, my friend. Yeah, here's the thing. I got a guy in here, my friend. I, I was in the military with him, and he... He came up this week to see me, and he happens to be a Michigan fan. And I told him that we was coming down there tomorrow to the Tony Filio show just, just so your crowd can get on him because he don't think Harbaugh did anything wrong. 
So we're going to come down there tomorrow at the at the uh, Calhoun's on the river and pay you a good visit. Down on Friday, you mean? Yeah, they've got some. Uh, they've got some Stepford football fans. If they really believe, uh, look, I know fans are sheep, and, and I get all that. And fans don't want to believe some of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. How they could think that this Stallions guy was just operating in a vacuum on his own? Come on, man. Yeah, Tony B. This guy's a sheep. He's a. He, I, I think him and uh, 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 Jim Harbaugh love undercover love. That's not the way he is. I'm just telling you, Tony B. We're gonna be trying to get Friday. the guys in the background going. Hey, come on now. Yeah, yeah, we. We're going to be there on that Friday, Tony B, because I want him to see, you know what I mean, that he's out of his mind. Well, what's this fellow's name? His name is Carl Fogel. Carl. Carl, thank you. Carl, thank you so much for your service, man, to our country. I mean that. Hey, my man, hey, hey, no problem, sir. You got it. You got it, brother. But but listen to me. Today on ESPN, they said, uh... The Wolverines is American team, like Dallas Cowboys. All right, hang on. I like the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, Matt Dixon, um, where do you rank the Wolverines right now in uh, in the sport of the best teams in America this year? Where are they? What number are they on your list, Dixon? Um, probably two behind Georgia, but I think Oregon would beat them if they played right now. Yes. But and you guys are there. Might. You guys are a legit playoff team. You belong in the playoffs, even if you are a bunch of filthy, lying, rotten, dirty cheaters. Hey, 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 hey have you ever heard of whistleblowers? Oh, whistleblowers. Uh, just named come on, man. They just became the world's best whistleblowers. Hey, Kev- Kev- Kelvin, is this guy serious? Kelvin Hank, is this guy serious? Yes, sir, he is. That's the sad, sad thing, Tony B. He's dead serious. Well, do me do me a favor and tell him he's out of here. I just hung up on I've never done that before. Uh, hung up on a guy third party, Matt, through a second party, through a first party. Hello and welcome into our next call. We just made radio history. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Tony. Hey. It's me. It is you. Go right ahead. All right, this is Ray, man. I ain't talked to you in a while. So hey, Ray, good to hear your that. voice, brother. Good to hear your voice. But I had listened to you last couple of days on a lot of the uh, excuses, I guess, the way our team's been playing and whether the coaches have fallen or the players. But uh, I think we're forgetting that uh, we, we were way behind the eight ball a couple of years ago. We still are. On players, and uh, when you have to start a sophomore middle linebacker, number forty-four, uh, that probably can't guard me, uh, then we're in trouble. And uh, I just want answers. And uh, you, you don't have to take my word for that. Look at the tape; he gets behind on everybody that comes through there. Uh, I don't think we're developing the, uh, uh, the, the corners, the safeties quicker than what we should be developing them. They should be playing a little bit more because some of these guys have been on the team for years that we've got that makes the same mistakes year after year. I just don't understand why we continue to play them. Uh, but the main reason I think we're having the problem that we're having is the injuries. Uh, of course, our offensive line, we don't, uh, we have really, uh, missed, uh, 
uh, calculating on uh, when we're doing our recruiting on, on certain players that hadn't worked out. Some of them been four stars. You know, when we signed them, they've both been the best guards, best they can play guards and center. Now they can't get on the field for some odd reason. We have to play Holly Lane. Uh, and that, that's a, I think that speaks for itself. When you have to play uh, somebody like that, all due respect, he's, he's doing his best. But uh, still yet, that's not good when we have to play somebody like that. Uh, you know, the, uh, the guard we got from Texas that worked out, and the left tackle from uh, Miami has played well when uh, he's healthy. But uh, some of these calculations uh, you can't miss on. When you're behind the eight ball, you can't go out and recruit offensive lineman from Georgia, a four-star, and wait two or three years before he gets ready to play. You can't do that. No, it's not going to work. I'm talking about Alice Nichols, you know. Uh, they, they think that might be a big bust. Uh, I know we have people make mistakes, but when you're behind the eight ball on players, uh, like we were, you, I mean, even if it's the third year in his program, you still can't make that type of mistake. And we have on several occasions on the offensive line. Uh, it's it just really, uh, I think the head coach is doing, I think he's doing the best job he, he can do with the players he's got. You know what I'm saying? Uh, been better than what we've got, uh, had at coach. So, you know, uh, I just think they need to be a better job evaluating the players. And maybe he needs to have some shake up on his defense, uh, coach, head coach, uh, defensive coaches or whatever. But there's no excuse for, for what we saw this past Saturday. There's no excuse. Well, and, to your uh, point though, right? When you start like this Nichols guy, Addison Nichols. He's a highly rated yeah. offensive lineman. Everybody wanted him. They look at him now behind the scenes. I'm just telling you what I hear. He's never going to play. He's never going to play meaningful football for them. So, and and they have an entire class there of guys that are in his class that they don't. They look at and they go, I don't think any of these guys are going to be players here, like frontline players. You know, get on the field players. Um, and to your point, you, you, you just, when you're in a competitive situation like this, you just can't do that. You just can't do that. Well, that's probably the reason why we signed him. You know, if, if, if he was that good, if he, I think he was like the fourth or fifth best uh, inside, line, uh, inside offensive lineman in the country. Yes, that's exactly uh, right. Georgia, maybe Georgia everybody wanted him. Wanted more. Well, everybody yeah, wanted uh, him, yeah. Yeah, uh, but anyway, that, that, that's not the only miss we missed on the offensive line. I think that's what's hurting us right now. Uh, we, uh, we haven't, uh, there's so many guards and center we thought we won't be able to play this year. It hadn't panned out. Uh, but you know, you gotta correct those things in the portal. I don't think we've done as well in the portal as some of these other teams have done. I think we've done, got to recruit better. Uh, if we don't understand how to do it in a portal, then we need to make sure we get somebody that knows how to, uh, recruit better in a, in a portal. So we got a great program. We, I mean, why would, they, why would you get some of these offensive linemen or linebackers? Linebackers killed us last couple of games. We do not have an out, I mean, we, we, middle linebackers, I, I believe I could do a better job than that guy does. Poor I know we shame. got the, I know we got the injury, but still yet. You, you got to you got to develop somebody quickly, 
Well, you got you got uh, you got to recruit better at that position, you know. So those things, I think that uh, once we get panned out, I think well, this head coach would be all right. But he needs to get him some help there uh, on uh, evaluating the players, and uh, whether that's a shakeup on his staff or what. But uh, he needs to do something this year. Y'all have a good day. Thank, Thank you, Ray. Good talking to you. The the Peely injury, Matt. At the end of the day, is it's a um. It's kind of a footnote on the season because it happened so long ago. It's a pretty big deal. Pretty huge loss for them. Yeah, yeah, there was a big, big drop-off there. Yeah. Yeah, pretty significant, you know, drop-off. Um, that, that's been exposed, you know, the last couple of games, like the caller said. It's probably, maybe, probably lucky it wasn't exposed earlier in the year, honestly. Yeah. Because Missouri just abused those guys Saturday. That was just like, at some yeah, they, point it wasn't they fair. They weren't playing teams that could expose them as badly. That's right, Brian. Earlier on. That's right. You know. It really speaks to the lack of quarterback play in this league right now that it hadn't been exposed till now. And just the overall lack of um, explosive offensive players that exist in this deal. But the kid from Missouri wishes he could play Tennessee every week. He'd have a 4,000-yard season. So the 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 Cooper Mays news is out there. Uh, in case you're just joining, this is from Adam Sparks, Vol Center. Cooper Mays asked this his last game, last jo- Tennessee Georgia game. He has a year of eligibility remaining, and his reply was, "I'm not sure." And I just can't understand how we've arrived at a system where you've got all these signing periods that are one on top of the other, along with these guys making decisions, should I stay or should I go? And if you th- if you pull that lens back just to 10,000 feet, just for one second, and think about it. So those involved in that sport, all these teams, have to determine as the season's going on, is this guy right here going to stay or go at the end of the year? And then... How am I going to replace him? Which guy off another roster or guys am I going to target to replace him? But in the case of a Cooper Mays who really doesn't know whether he's going to go or not, do I replace him? Do I have somebody on my roster that can do it next year? From the looks of things, earlier in this season, I would think the answer to that from Tennessee's perspective is no. They probably need to go get two centers. Just thinking about it. Or an interior lineman that could help them do both. It's it's not a job I'd want. Now, these guys are making a lot of money, but that doesn't sound fun to me. Back to the phones we go. And it sounds rather tricky, too. It sounds rather tricky. Uh, let's go back to the phones. X said, as um, X says, as a prelude to the last call, or as an addendum to the last call, Tony, let it be said, they missed out on all five offensive linemen they signed in that 2022 class. Flat out misses. 
Matt, going over five is not going to work going forward. No, not at all. You've got to got to hit on about half your linemen. Usually, the you know about half of them are going to going to be players. Which a transfer so, portal sometimes good maybe you can get it to sixty or sixty five percent, two thirds, but yeah. you got to at least hit on half of them. The transfer portal's been pretty good to Tennessee so far, though. If you, when you when you consider offensive linemen, the carry guy was kind of a miss from uh, Texas, but the kid from Florida has been very good. The kid from Miami's been very very good, Campbell. So they've actually done some pretty good work out of the transfer portal. I, I would imagine the hit rate out of the transfer portal in that position is probably two thirds. I'd, I'd say it's probably yeah, now that that should be yeah closer to seventy five. I was thinking high school, but yeah, from the from the portal oh, that, when you have yeah. when you can evaluate guys you know playing this level or maybe even G five type level. Yeah, you should hit seventy five percent. Yeah, and 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 there have been cases where like in Alabama's gone to Vanderbilt and gotten a lineman. Alabama's gone down a level and gotten a lineman. Um, there's a couple guys that are playing like at Florida State who they've gone down a level and gotten some players. Somebody said yesterday, I don't know if it's the case or not, but 17 of their 21 are, are 17 of 22 starters are transfer portal people I, at Florida State. I don't doubt that. But back to the phones. Uh, let's go back to our phones and get our call in. Who's up next with us? Hello and welcome in. Hey, Tony. Brian from Richmond. Hey, Brian. Welcome in. Hey, first and foremost, I want to apologize for uh, my AirPods hanging up on you uh, just over a week ago, Monday. Uh, <laughs> they're smarter than I am. Happens to the best, brother. Happens to the best. Yeah, yeah all I had to do is touch it, and it, guess what it does to a phone call? Hangs it up. Um, yeah, let's, one, just one comment about the Missouri game watching with my friend between, you know, some uh, choice language, my, my one question constantly was, where are our linebackers? And that's all i got to say about that game. Uh, <laughs> moving on, um, you know, it's not lost on, you know, any of us, the, the timing of those coaches uh, and in Mississippi State, leave the timing of it uh, purely having to do with the portal. So, you know, we're seeing that earlier this year and all like that. So the portal is going to become so critical. Um, and, it, and it's going to change, and to your point, too, that, that they're going to need to change the timing of that thing. It's just ridiculous when it is. And I think the, I think they probably will, but you've got to live with it the way it is right now. Um, I'm sorry? I didn't say anything. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, so... Josh Heupel and the portal. To me, um, you know, I'm going to fall back on, I was a business major at UT, and to me, you know, he had some sort of what I would call business plan. And for him, he needs to look at what we used to call as product differentiation. You know, how are we different? How can we, uh, you know, strategize around like that? And I think he has the perception of being somebody to develop 
people on the offensive side. So when it comes to the portal, that's how he can sell himself. Um, you know, NIL money is going to become the same from everybody on there. But how do you truly differentiate yourself, you know, to get these kids off the portal and all like that? In other words, I can take a three-star and make him a four-star. A four I can make him a four, make him a five. I can make... I can make a five-star and make him uh, that quarterback and make him, you know, Mahomes for you. And I think that's how he's going to have to, you know, get get people and uh, just approach it approach it that way. Um, I I think he has that perception. You know, we're we're going to wait and watch how him and Hooker does, you know, in the NFL and, and all like that. But. Um, yeah, I think that's the way he's going to have to do things and how Nico performs next year. And, and to the point, play Nico for the portal's sake. Just track kids off. Oh, that's a good idea, man. To want to come here. That's that's some of the game you have to play inside the game. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I have. Uh, I'm glad you're feeling a lot better. Let's uh, praying for you. So. Thank you, Brian. Good talking to you. And he, he makes a really good point about the portal. And, Brian, I was letting you talk there. Um, you almost have to throw those freshman players for next year out there and let people see, hey, we've got some good young talent here. Because, to some extent, the money is equal. It's relative. And if I'm going to play this sport, I want to win, especially at that level. I play the sport, I want to win. Go to a place where, yeah, make some money and uh, work toward a degree if that's what I want to do. But truly, you know, go out and compete at a high level and win. We're this competitive thing. It's another reason to kind of showcase Nico. Matt, how much Nico do you? How much Nico do you do? Do we see if you're king, right now? What's your call on that? Uh, I definitely think you, that you, you're going to have the opportunity to play him, you know, significantly than the last two regular season games. Um, one because it's not in your favor, and the other because it kind of is. Um, I don't think I, it's not fair to him to throw him out there against Georgia, like. As a, to start, but if you want to give him a series and or two in the first half, and then let him play, you know, maybe the entire fourth quarter or something, I I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. And same same with Vanderbilt, and then I mean, you could potentially he could be your starter for the bowl game, depending on how opt outs work. So, I, but I, I hope I hope we see Nick, Nico in all three games the rest of the way. If if the games kind of go as expected, how much do you do you think we will see him? Because it's been very curious what they've done with him. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I don't know how the. Well, I mean, I kind of know how the Georgia game will go. I I would like to see him play, play three or four series, you know, in, in the second half against Georgia. In other words, why not? Yeah. Why not? You never know. He could go out there and be spectacular, and then all of a sudden you've got a tremendous amount of confidence for him and for you and for the momentum going forward. Why not? 
And if he goes out there and doesn't do well, then you say, well, he's a true freshman. It's what's supposed to happen. But look at the athleticism. Look at the look at the upside. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Do I trust they're going to do that after the way they behaved with him uh, this year? I'm going to join Matt on saying, uh, as you heard from his sigh, I don't believe that. No. Sounds good, though. Get some more calls in as we continue after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. 
We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7 and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. If you're coping with a chronic condition or injury, your physician may recommend surgery to relieve pain, increase mobility, or improve your overall health. At Murray Regional Health, physicians on our medical staff perform surgical procedures in an array of specialty areas with the most advanced technology available. When you need surgery, count on our experienced surgical team to deliver exceptional care close to home. For more information, go to murrayregional.com surgery. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. I've got my favorite grocer on the line, Mr. Miles Johnson. Miles, how's everybody doing at Foodland today? Oh, we're all doing great. How about yourself? Man, I'm doing fantastic. It's always fun talking to you. You guys always have some amazing deals over there. So uh, what kind of specials are we talking about this week? Well, this week we have two different ads going on. We have the normal Wednesday to Tuesday ad, which includes assorted pork chops, $1.79 a pound, New York strip steaks, $4.99 a pound, five-pound bag russet potatoes, $1.99 each, Domino sugar, two for seven, and Coca-Cola six-packs, three for 12. Wow, some great deals right there. People need to come in and check them out. And as always, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m., located right there on West 7th, right near the post office. Well, Miles, thank you. As always, it's a pleasure talking to you. You folks uh, over there at Foodland, have a great day, and uh, we'll talk to you uh, next week. All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. Again, that was Miles Johnson from Foodland. Go check them out for some of those great, great savings. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Tina to be back with you, 865-200-5402. We will, um, even though I'm not supposed to, I'll probably do a TLD logistics overdrive overtime for a minute or so, even though I said I wouldn't, because i got to get off, because I've got to uh, get outside today and... Um, so I'm back in here tonight doing Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime. The Vols take on Wofford, the Terriers. 
Go back to our phone. Shout out to the Penn Quakers upsetting Villanova last night in a bra for it all, one for the ages up at the Palestra. That was really cool to see that little gym in there packed, and uh, that was pretty O-skew. Let's get our next call in. Hi, you're live on the Tuesday edition. Hey, Tony, it's Zach. Yo. Hey, Zachy. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Man, uh, we got just one thing. We got, and this sucks to admit, we got owned by Missouri in sports this year. That is a horrible feeling. Basketball, baseball, and football. And that school shouldn't even be in the SEC. Yeah, that's a pretty good point right there. I was thinking the other day, I was thinking the other day, what's worse, this or that three-game series up there where our Tony Valls guys looked like they were going to Antarctica on a mission? <laughs> I mean, they look like something like, well, yeah. what in the world, Tony Valls? This is an 8-2, and two, possibly even a 10-win Missouri team. That baseball, yeah. Missouri baseball program, they had to fire their coach. What in the world, end. Tony Valls? Can you wear? Can you? Can we wear a few? Can we wear a few more garments of clothing? I mean, like yeah. Ralphie from Toy Story out there. Damn, Tony Valls. I wonder if they, if somebody had licked their bat, if somebody put their tongue on one of those. Bats. That's a great. Let's, that, that, I wish I'd have thought of that last year when we were making fun of those clowns. They had, they'd had to pour hot water on somebody in the on-deck circle. But um, I just I can't stand losing to – well, obviously, I'd re- losing to Florida it, it irritates me the most. And yep. here we have lost in football and basketball this year, so we have to beat them in basketball this year. The Tide, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, Georgia, we're going to destroy them in basketball. But uh, my, my – so it just sucks losing to stupid Missouri. But uh, on they the really are stupid, and they really don't belong in the league. And I know, I I, I hate that decision. Uh, it's just awful. Just awful. Yeah. Why isn't West Virginia in this league? Why are they in this league and not West Virginia? Right. Or I mean, even or Cincinnati or somebody like that. I mean, give me a break. Same. Yeah. Same. Same difference. Uh, but uh, I was looking at the ball schedule and. Uh, They've got a chance to play either Purdue or Gonzaga next, a week from today. And uh, I didn't know if you'd if you'd look at that that Maui invitation. Yeah, we talked about it last week. the 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 way the rankings were going to go in terms of ranking the non league schedule, the toughest game was always going to be that game. The second toughest game, in our opinion, was at. Wisconsin and what you just witnessed, which is why that was such an yeah. impressive win. Tennessee's got yeah. five quad one win game, quad one games that they're going to play between now and the first of the year, which is very remarkable, uh, including one at North Carolina. But that tournament next week is stacked yeah. and packed. You're going to play. You could play four straight games. You could play Syracuse, Purdue, Oregon, Zaga, Kansas, and North Carolina all in a row. Bring it on. You can Long play, and you, strong. You could maybe play Marquette. You could even play Marquette. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I'm going to that UNC game at Chapel Hill. Oh, my gosh. Zach Attack. That's I, next level. I'm, yeah. I'm a, we, yeah, we're going. Um, we, I, I got <laughs> I got uh, three, three tickets. I got, like, one for me in the lowers, and then for my kid and my girlfriend, they're sitting up in the ups. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's called, you know, that's how Mr. Tubbs would do it. I like that. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, I'm going to be calling in tonight after we watch uh, Doolin Dalton uh, bring it home, which I love his move when he goes uh, into the lane and he, and he brings it, he takes it from down low. Have you seen this little, like, this, this move to the basket where he, you know, he's driving and he and he takes it down low and he swoops it up like a crane. Like you know what I'm talking about. Where the guy's incredible, down. man. The guy's um, incredible. The guy's got every move in the book, and he is yeah, smooth I mean, as he wants to be. Hey, if he if we would have, I mean, I hate talking about hypotheticals, but if we would if we had had him against Florida Atlantic last yep. year, we, we would have we would have gone to the four. Well, who was coaching? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't well, do that. Rick, hey, uh, listen, I pre I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. As long as that guy's. Polly Joe called in lately. I'll say Polly Joe's been silenced. All the haters, all the Barnes haters, have been silenced because the man this year. By the time we get to Phoenix, Dixon's gonna be believing in Ricky Boy Barnes and Rich Bruins. Uh, to the radio listener, I, I love you. We'll get a couple more calls.